It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to another Sunday Wrapped Edition, the Round 3 Sunday Wrapped Edition of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. I'm Ryan, and I'm joined as ever by the regular, irregular Rob. Rob, how are you, mate? Yeah, very good, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm not too bad. And uh, making his podcast debut, on, on debut today, he's, we've given him the call up. He's uh, got the jersey presentation. James, James, how are you doing? Good, thanks, mate. What's going on? Uh, not too much, mate. It's good to good to have you here. Now, boys, we're going to jump into it straight away. We need to. Well, actually, first, before we jump into it, last week, Mark and I, we we were pretty uh, we we're pretty depressed. We had a lot of injuries, a lot of HIAs. We've been a little bit luckier this week in terms of injuries. Um, so I just wanted to get a quick temperature check. Rob, how are you feeling, mate? How, how's the temperature over at Irregular Rob HQ? Oh, I think I just I learned my lesson not to captain people on a Thursday night. Um, <laughs> It's just it's just ruined my week. I I did okay in the end, but it was just it's just such an uphill battle. Captaining Hopgood and him only getting thirty five. Um, just not going to do it again. I mean, I'll do it next week because Cleary. But after that, never again. Yeah, oh, mate. I wish I, w- I learned that lesson. I had it on uh, Cap- I had it on Murray right up until kickoff of that Eels game until I uh, switched it to Hopgood, unfortunately. But James, what about you, mate? Did you avoid any uh, captaincy landmines this week, or did you land on one? No, mate, Hopgood. Yeah, I think oh, I jumped no. on the uh, Hopgood Express, mate, so 35. So it's what you love to see. And, yes, I, I agree with uh, Rob. I think it's going to be Thursday, stick clear day. But, yeah, it's going to make it tough when Cleary comes back next week and uh, inevitably plays on uh, Thursday. So, yes, but... Yeah, against Hopgood too, of all... Uh... <laughs> Four things on the on that Thursday against Para, but um, let, let's jump into Thursday. So we had uh, Manly beating the Parramatta Eels a lot of points this week, uh, beating them thirty four to tw- uh, thirty. And um, look, the the talk of the week was uh, people trading Cleary, and a lot of them um, traded them to DCE and then slapped the captaincy on him. We talked about Hopgood, who uh, put up a barnstorming thirty five compared to DCE's uh, thirty four. Um, Rob, how do you think Cleary sellers are feeling this? <laughs> Do you reckon it's panic stations over there, mate? Do you, the, they've uh, sold them for a lot of them have sold them for Hughes and DCE, put up pretty poor scores. What do you what do you think, mate? How's the, the temperature there? Yeah, I think the, the cherry captainers wouldn't be feeling great. I think like Reynolds, you'd be doing okay. Sean Johnson, maybe. Um, but other than that, it's it's really going to be how clear he goes over the next few weeks. Um, and coming back from a bye, playing against that Eels outfit, I reckon I reckon it's going to be. A big score for him. Yeah, we can hope. Um, look, the, I don't want to talk too much about this game because, look, there was a lot of uh, bad captain, uh, the bad uh, scores from a lot of the fantasy-relevant guys. But one guy I think we do need to touch on, James, Tom Dravojevic, 75 points, mm-hmm. two tries, two tries. Is he back? What do you think? Ten tackle busts, too. Yeah, he looked pretty damn good, didn't he? Uh, certainly getting those legs pumping again after all that, all those dramas last season. I'm um, not over the off-season, but... It's just going to be a big question. Like, is it going to is it going to continue? Is he just a walk-in injury, or is this going to be the new? Is this you know a few seasons ago? Is this Tommy Tommy T making the old comeback? Didn't they always say two years? Isn't it two years after the big ACL that they they hit their strides or? So. Yeah, usually. Um, I mean, hopefully the hamstring injuries can sort of start to ease up on him as well. Uh, I think the real thing with Tommy though is just. 
how barren the wing fullback position is. Like, Teddy's obviously been struggling. He normally does struggle to begin the year. Um, Latrell's been going all right as well. But, like, who's going to be that third best wing fullback? And it might just end up being Tommy Turbo at this stage. Um, all right. So, on the Friday night, we had the Dolphins going 3-0. and They were up against a, a pretty dire reserve grade side in um, in the Knights. But they put up a good fight, good effort there. Um, I think the bright spot here for Newcastle, Rob, was Lockie Miller. Yeah, how good was he? It was a yeah, pretty embarrassing Knights team that they put up. Um, but yeah, he was great. Two tries, um, six busts, a lot of meters gained. Um, yeah, you'd be stoked. I think a lot of us have him already. Um, but mm. yeah, we're laughing. I think it's in a in in a year where wing fullbacks tough. Um, it's nice to be able to lock down at least one of your spots. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's sort of reminding me, I don't know if you guys were playing fantasy or not, but like 2016, like Ben Barber, when he was averaging like low 40s and it was sort of, you know, one of the better wing fullbacks. And you know, it sort of seems like Lockie Miller could end up being that guy, like not quite a keeper, but like not bad enough that you end up selling him for quite a while. So he could mm-hmm. be a mainstay in the side. Um, and Rob, one another one we touched on on the uh, Tuesday pod, Leo Thompson, who put up a 51 in 63 minutes. Like, I think that's a, a, a win for the good guys right there. Just huge... 48 tackles as well. Yeah, massive. And I think there are minutes to be had. We, we did a bit of a deep dive um, over the weekend on the Knights' middles. And uh, Dan Safidi, I think, had an AC joint injury. Um, Adam Elliott and Kurt Mann are off for a while. Um, Jacob Safidi's off for another three weeks, four weeks. Um, yeah, I think four weeks. So I think there's potentially, if I mean, if you got on Leo Thompson, yeah, you're, you're laughing, but there's potentially some more um, people to look at later as well, which we can touch on on Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. Matt Croker might end up being one of those guys, but uh, and another decent score from Hammer. Got a try there, um, but you know, James, I think uh, you know one we've sort of discussed um, in our group chat. Connolly Lemuelu put up a 43, 72 minutes on an edge. Um, Felice Kafusi now suspended for three weeks. Will, will he get any interest out of you available at centre? I mean, everyone wants a good centre at the moment, but the big thing, like he's touched on, is security. Like we know he's going to have a three week window, but. At what four thirty four k at the moment with a twenty over forty three with a twenty eight break even is it is it going to be enough to burn two trades on and what's his role after that's the biggest question like is he just going to go back to the bench and then play thirty minutes off the bench or what's going to be the longevity of it because if he's only going to get three weeks you know is it going to be one hundred fifty k worth that's going to yeah, be the exactly. question I think. Yeah, exactly. You just don't really know what you're going to get there long term. Um, well, let's jump over to the late game on Friday night. We had uh, James, your Roosters, getting a big W over the over the hated bunnies. Were you feeling pretty stoked on Friday night or what? It was uh, edge of the seat stuff pretty much, I must say. <laughs> so my partner's a Souths fan, so the household was very, uh, very uh, quiet in certain <laughs> aspects, but loud in others. So, <laughs> but, Lovely. But, um, Lovely. Well... But, Fantasy-wise here, we got a decent score out of Cam Murray, another 63, 67 minutes, just typical Cam Murray stuff. Nat Butcher was good. Um, Damian Cook, you know, somewhat quiet, but still okay. Teddy, 46 and 80 minutes. Uh, Trell, 46 and 80 minutes as well. So you know, there's your two best wing fullback options right there, folks. Um, and, yeah, just not a whole lot fantasy relevancy, I don't think, out of this game. Chi Cam put an okay score up despite getting a sin bin at the end there. Um, and Isaac Thompson as well. I think uh, you know we we all had faith there, didn't we? He was always going to put up a, a thirty nine. Oh. 
<laughs> it was one of those weeks where you kind of didn't want to say anything about players. Well, you did want to say something about players you did own, but you definitely didn't want to jinx um, players you didn't own because we definitely <laughs> fell into that trap a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I had to keep my mouth shut a couple of times during the weekend. Of course, um, Mark, our, our, our Tuesday host, he, he didn't have any problems going into uh, a couple of jinxes, but we'll get to those later. <laughs> um, yeah, not a, not a whole lot else here, fantasy relevancy, I don't think. Another poor score from Egan Butcher. I think he's safe to sell now with the Roosters on a buy. Um so let's jump over to Saturday. We had a couple of wild games here. Saturday afternoon, um, Justin Holbrook got a Holbrook here. We had the, the Titans beating the Storm 38-34, to and we just had some really interesting rotations here. Um, like, James, I don't know if, if uh, you saw, like, how mad Kieran Foran was getting ripped off um, for Tanner Boyd when Boyd came back from his HIA. Um, just really weird stuff, like 60 minutes for Jaden Campbell, Brian Kelly, like 55 minutes. Obviously, it was quite hot. David Feeder only 60 minutes. It was, yeah, just really weird stuff. James, have you got any insight into the mind of Justin Holbrook and, and how his rotations work? I mean, do any of us know what goes through the minds of any of these head coaches? Like, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, I do know that, obviously, the interchange between the house was obviously affected when Tanner Boyd got a HIA because... They did even announce that, that that did throw a big spanner in, hence why Foran got uh, his dummy spat spell. Because um, obviously that brought on Campbell into the halves and they just thought, obviously, as you mentioned with the Heat, that they were going to give, they didn't want to really waste an extra interchange to rip Presto back off. And that obviously affected it. Whether or not that actually helps Boyd or not, because obviously he ended up playing 67 minutes and that's probably the only scary thing for Thus, those that um, have Boyd is with with the rotation. Yes, like we all know, he had a pretty rough game last week. But is is it going to be a norm that he's actually going to get subbed off for Campbell to if they need some attack off the bench? Like we they know we all know that Foran's there to sort of steer the ship and do other sort of stuff with the organization. But what do you think? Presto's role is going to be off the bench going forward. Yeah, yeah it's tough to say because he's sort of been used as like a little bit of a, um, you know, come on late in the game, roam around in the middle, play as like a third half almost or just cover injuries as well when they've had him. I, I think uh, with Tanner Boyd, I think we're safe to give him another week. He's got the buy in round five. So, I mean, if he if he goes at pretty average again next week, you're probably safe to sell him in round five. Like that's that's my plan with him anyway. Um, Robbie, are, are you still a Tanner Boyd owner? Yeah, I, I'm running very light at hooker at the moment, and I needed every one of those 42 points, um, which, yeah, seven goals, um, but seven missed tackles. It was not convincing. But, um, yeah, just just hanging on for dear life until I can get um, Jaden Braley at a slight discount, I think, is me. Yeah, the, the, the saviour, the Newcastle saviour coming in to save us. But, uh, mate, speaking, on, speaking of uh, someone who wasn't running light, Ellie Katoa, your boy from the Warriors, 58, 80 minutes, his second, second straight week of a um, you know 55-plus score. He's just going strength to strength. Um, mate, how, how are you feeling about Ellie Katoa? He just, he's excellent, isn't he? He's kind of everything we thought he would be so far, um, moving to a much better team. Um, not that the Warriors are not a juggernaut. We'll get to that. Um, but <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, he's great. He's looking good. Um just massive involvement, and that's just what we needed, right? I, I'm slightly concerned about um, Liero, um, but, yeah, I suppose it's just one of those ones where the ball didn't um, 
go to his edge as much, um, and it all went through Katoa. So, look, yeah, we're, we're well, this, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too concerned as a Liero owner just because, like, he is who he is. Like, he's a base stat guy. Like, he mm. he's not like he he's not typically an attacking player. So, like, in a game where you've got just a ridiculous amount of points, like we have what seventy two points here. Uh, obviously, he didn't really get too much involved in that attacking play, but he's normally a grinder. Like, he'll grind his way to forty, and yeah, you just don't have that opportunity. So. Yeah, I mean, as long as he's playing 80, he should still chug along. Um, mm. But the other highlights in this game, Harry Grant, um, captaincy option, probably the best captaincy option of the week there, putting up a 70, probably great as usual. Um, and, yeah, just not a whole lot out, outside of that. Uh, Jer- Jerome Hughes was bought by 2.5% of players, selling Cleary, and uh, you got a 47 with a try. Cameron Munster's coming back, and now he's suspended for a week. So, yeah, just big, big oof. There, um, David Fafita was good, 46 and 60 minutes. I, I think for me, like, it, I, we knew that he would have the odd game where he's not going to play 80, but I think for me that um, the encouraging sign with Dave is just his work rate seems to be up this year, um, and I think that's just showing in his PPM, like the fact that he's put up a 46, uh, only played 60 minutes and was still the top-scoring Titan. So, yeah, good good signs there. But um, as Rod, Rob uh, touched upon, we'll move across to the new juggernaut, the Warriors juggernaut. It's our year, mate. <laughs> it's coming home. Footy's coming home. Twenty six twelve over the Cowboys. The Warriors. Rob, how are you feeling? How how are the the Warriors fan base feeling? Oh, that was a, that was a a great game. I think that's the best game I've watched the Warriors play since um Todd Payton's twenty twenty era. Um, which just great intensity. Um, great defense and just some of those tries were just great. Um, yeah, I had a great. I had an enjoyable time watching that game. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I think just obviously SJ um, was excellent. Um, congrats to Ryan and all the other people that brought him in. Um, just in everything. Um, and I think, yeah, obviously Tamari Martin was awesome as well. I know we've um, given him a lot of stick on the podcast about us, being a passenger. Um, <laughs> well, mostly me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, think, uh, I think the words were, you know, he's absent. You don't even notice he's in the team. I know. I know, I know. I think, uh, again, every time I slag someone off, they just come good. So, yeah, it was a good reverse jinx on the Warriors this week, especially going into your, um, the boys. So, yeah, not wrong. Yeah, no, mate, I, I had a good time watching this game too as a new as a new Sean Johnson owner. And again, like just huge amounts of base, 581 kick meters, just, yeah, absolute weapon. Um, he's starting to convince me, if, if the Warriors are going to be this good, he's starting to convince me he could potentially be a keeper. But we'll see. I'll settle for a cash cow for now. Um, other, other fantasy relevant things from this game. Um, I mean, Cotter like, not playing big minutes. It's probably a little bit of a concern there. It was quite hot in Townsville, but uh, I'd be a little bit worried if I was an owner. Do either of you guys own Cotter? I know Rob, you did last year to <laughs> our, our amusement. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I've got him in draft. It's just, yeah, it's pretty dangerous areas, I think, for Classic if you've got him. Because, um, yeah, he. Not massive minutes, right? I think you're, you're wanting 55 to... You want 60, really, probably, don't you, for someone like Cotter? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the meters, right? Like, 55 meters is three errors. It's just very uncharacteristic for him. Yeah. It was a very poor game for the Cowboys. They've got the Titans next week. So I, I think I'd probably give him another week or two, um, see if he can turn this around, get some improved minutes. Um, yeah, outside of that... Uh, Rick's was know. great. Um, Come on, yeah. get to the top of the page, mate. Great. Get this guy in a blues jersey. What, 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 what more does he have to do, do you reckon? Like, I'd take him, I think. I'd take him over Coruscant. 
like the man's built like a mini Hulk. Yeah. And he's pulling out 80 minutes in that heat. Oh. Yep. Should've Every day I, uh, yeah. Every day I regret not starting with him. Um, I think Rob's the same. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Clinging on oh, to man. the tenor void for dear life is, is not where you want to live. <laughs> Yeah, just touching overall. back on Sean Johnson because being an avid uh, big fan of Sean Johnson personally, one thing I will also point out for anybody that hasn't actually had a scope at him, and I even pointed this out last week, Sean Johnson's biggest sort of drama long term has always been his missed tackle ratio versus his tackle ratio. And again, only two missed tackles on the weekend and 19 made. So if anyone's doubting or well, he's only doing it because they're winning or anything like that, he had no try assists. And, like, I didn't get on Sean Johnson, so this is, like, completely from somebody that is looking from the outside in, but there's no try assists, there's no line breaks, it's all kick meters, tackles, and very little demerits. So, what's not to like? Yeah, exactly. So. No, yeah, no, big, big uh, good stuff for, for Sean. Um, so, the Saturday night, we had the Broncos uh, absolutely demolishing the Dragons in the last 10 minutes of that game, going uh, taking out the win 40-18. to 18. Um, I think probably the, the talking point here might be the uh, the jinx of uh, Reese Walsh. He looked like he was in, in for an absolute terrible score and ends up with, what, two tries and a 51, saves his day. Um, any of you guys get on Reese Walsh or happy to let that one through to the keeper? What, what were your th- thoughts there? I'd be pretty happy if I got him, I think, in hindsight, um, because it was, yeah, those two tries. I think there was a try assist as well. It was um, pretty phenomenal junk time from Reese Walsh. Um, mm. But he looked really good in the second half. I think you'd be pretty happy if, if you did get on. Um, the first half was concerning, but I think any wing fullback can have that. Um, but he can just change a game, I think, Reese Walsh. That's kind of why you got him in. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, like that was the main reason because like, I'm still not sold on Walsh being a keeper, and like I think this score goes to sort of show that as well. But like this was also the reason why I wasn't going to talk anybody out of buying him. Yeah. Like when you're going up against the Dragons, the Tigers, the Raiders, Titans, like those are and the Eels as well. You can probably chuck them in now as well. Like those are some teams that give up a lot of points, um, and you know, when when that's going to happen, Walsh is going to be involved. It, the schedule toughens up pretty significantly after that. So that's probably when I'd start to get it uh, concerned, especially if he's a chance to play Origin as well with uh, Ponder on ice. So, um, but yeah, no, outside of that, it was just regular Bronco stuff, wasn't it? Payne Haas, good score. Carrigan, a little bit down, but I mean, that's probably not completely unexpected given um, the week he had. Uh, Jack Bird, another decent score, looking like the number one center there, 47, played 80 minutes. I, I, I didn't get to see too much of this game, James. Did, 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 uh, James. did Jack Bird move to the edge or did he play 80 at lock? Any, any he kind of yeah, he did kind of float in and around um, the forwards. Um, again, another sneaking hot game. Uh, so mm-hmm. he didn't sort of he, he really did roam. So he didn't really sort of hop out on an edge. He sort of just popped up sort of wherever he was needed. Again, the forty two tackles kind of gives you an indication that with only one miss, so it's very unjack bird like. Um, mm-hmm. He does like to miss a few tackles, but yeah, he, he did just kind of drift in and out from the middle whenever he was needed. But no, yeah. predominantly stayed in the middle in the pack. Well, I think the yeah, um, I the encu- sorry, I was just going to say I think the encouraging side was that it was mostly all base. Like he didn't really mm-hmm. have many attacking stats. So what, what were your thoughts, Rob? Yeah, I was just going to say it's a, it is quite uncharacteristic because he for every kind of missed tackle he gets, he usually busts a tackle as well. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering, did 
from Murdoch Masilla just having the world's worst game as a forward. Um, did he kind of cover a bit of that edge as well? Is that kind of what? Um, he did again. He did, did sort Mollo of go down. to the edge or something. Um, again, they did like it's the dry. Uh, like it is yeah, the, yeah. Um, dragons. I don't want to analyze it too much. No, I don't want to hit on too hard. But they did. They did sort of like I said. He, in attack, he did obviously do his ball playing a lot, and that's sort of indication, like a good indication from the eighty-nine run meters. When we're talking about Jack Bird. We always think, you know, he's going to run a mark, but he really didn't. He kind of spent more of his time tackling. Um, so, again, I think a lot of the um, – I didn't exactly see why Ben Murdoch got sort of hooked after 41, but he didn't look good. Um, yeah. Not, so I know we had, yeah. I know he had that HIA in the first half, but, yeah, I, I didn't get to see too much of the second half, and the fact that he only played 41 minutes is pretty dangerous. Sides. I think he might just be one where, like, I'm just going to plug him into my 21 and hope um, hope we get another cash cow sometime soon to move him on. Um, Sloan good as yeah. well, I think. Just yeah. Um, score to try again, but I think that's kind of what we expect with him. He's going to score some tries. Um, he is a bright spark in that pretty ordinary Dragons team. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is. Sloan is basically Reese Walsh, but 300k cheaper. Yeah, yeah. and in a slightly worse team. Uh, <laughs> More than slightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that said, he's still probably a, a decent buy, and I think I'll probably be on next week. Um, the Sunday game. So obviously these ones have just wrapped up. We had uh, the Bulldogs beating the Tigers twenty six to twenty two. Had they ever scored twenty two? It's a miracle. Um, the the Tigers looked absolutely atrocious for about sixty five minutes, and then put on three tries to somehow make this game tight. Um, but uh, James, I think the talking point might be Matty Burton. He had a good game, but no goal kicking. Um, no, it seems like again whether or not it's just to try and get less of his mind and get him running the ball, because as we're, I'm sure we're about to go and dive into, he's 134 run metres, faster passes his previous last two weeks of 46 and 25. Uh, so it's almost double what he's done last two weeks. Um, and even his in-game kicking metres far less than last week. So whether or not there's a deliberate ploy from Sonato to actually sort of say, look, get back to what you're good at and that's running the ball and then get these other things out of your mind. But, yes, it's obviously going to have some implications on his long-term keeper status. But, again, it's Burton. He's, yeah. When he's on, he's on. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, Rob, mate, how beautiful is Jacob Preston? Oh, I'm so glad to be on Jacob Preston. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, that was good. I just did the one trade this week, um, cheese to Preston, and, and yeah, you can't be too... I'm unhappy with that. Um, he's awesome. 54 and 80. Just fire up. Should get yeah, an extra point for his hair. He yeah. should, absolutely. The, uh, you know, the Peter Sterl, the, the Sterling hair, I reckon, absolutely oh. extra points. He's going to go up about 70K and have a minus 15 break even. So, yeah, just huge areas there. Well done, everyone who got on. Um, we, we can ride the cash rides while the uh, all the doubters sit there in envy. Um Outside of that, I mean, another talking point, I mean, Reed Marnie, I know he only got a 48, but 262 kick metres is just massive mm. for a hooker. Like, James, you you brought this up. Like, we were talking about when was the last time a hooker kicked for this many metres. Um, it's probably good signs for his base moving forward. He outpipped Burton by two, 
262 to 260. So he actually did do what we what I was saying. He did actually kick for slightly just more meters. So with Kyle Flanagan doing a Tiara Martin for the Bulldogs and just not <laughs> not ceasing to exist on the field anyway. Um, but yeah, it's again I jumped on Mahoney this this week. Um, again, he does find the oddest ways to get the merits, but then also the weirdest ways to get uh, additions. So. So obviously, like three penalties is more than he's had all year, and then but yeah, then he gets like you said, two sixty-two kick meters, the most he's had, and he was very unlucky not to get a a uh, forty-twenty. So again, wheels up forty-eight. You can't be upset with that, but yeah, especially when we're just talking about hookers and the lack of. So again, he's only going up a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Um, and another good score from Alamotti as well, who's um, updated to 50. Trial is 50, just excellent areas, um, but he's already quite highly owned. Um, outside of that, uh, John Bateman, not great on debut, but, I mean, he'll he'll drop a stack of cash now, got to work into the match fitness. Uh, Stefano is probably one we'll have to have a look at on the Tuesday pod. Um, another 50 five plus score here um he's, he's going to be an interesting one playing decent minutes as well but rob are you hitting the panic alarm on adam dewey fullback adam dewey <laughs> oh who's hitting the panic alarm more out of me and sheen's eh? just like don't <laughs> it just seems like the weirdest way to change your spine like just in the middle of the game by p- pulling your winger off um i don't know i just don't know if what 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 he's doing like obviously the halves pair of brooks and dewey isn't working um but whatever it means for dewey is not going to be good i don't think it's either going to be what like wakeham and brooks and dewey in the centers or i don't know stains at the back um i just think we need to wait and see what comes on tuesday and but yeah it's panic stations i think we want dewey playing um in the halves i don't want i don't want him at fullback um, at all, or center. So, yeah, I mean, the only one, the only people who want him at fullback or center are the ones who don't own him, so we can get the dual yeah. position and pick him up later in the year. <laughs> but yeah, That's obviously, right. as an owner, as an owner, not great. Um, all right, last game of the week, uh, we had the Raiders beating the Sharks twenty-four to twenty, um, and we had Tricky Trindle on the way out the door. We assume with Hines uh, on the way back, giving us a fifty to say goodbye. Another great price rise um, and a good uh, successful gamble. Rob, uh, did you were on the Tricky Trindle train, weren't you? Yeah, I loved every minute of it. It was fantastic. Um, I think we worked out that he needed to get a forty-four to make us one hundred and forty k or something. Is that right? Yeah, about that. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, he's done. He's done his job. Um, we can move on and hopefully turn him into someone else. That can um yeah well, I mean it would have been nice to have a fifty two other other than uh, Talakai taking that random shot at goal when he hurt <laughs> his ankle and just completely shanked it um oh what else here uh, Joseph Tarpany um, another game where he didn't have too many big minutes only played forty seven but the PPM was just massive um, sixty and forty seven minutes without really doing anything spectacular like this is basically the same as last week only one tackle bust one offload and the rest is all in base so uh, i think this positive signs here for like when he does start to warm up a little bit gets a few extra minutes in the legs um and hopefully gets that offload arm going i think there's real positive signs here for tarpany um but probably not one you're looking to buy right now i wouldn't assume um aside of that hudson young um james so he's one i sort of 
noticed in the first half. He was looking like a bit of a spud, not getting so many points. And he somehow finished on 55 here in 80 minutes without a try. Um, he had a break even in the 80s, so he's going to drop some cash here. Did, are you going to have any interest in Hudson Young over the coming weeks? Uh, look, it's certainly you don't don't put him off the radar. But look for me, 83 break even, like you like you mentioned, even with this score, he's still going to have a relatively high break even. I think you got to look at the breakdown of how he got to 55. As you mentioned, the first half it was looking terrible. I think he did have two turnover tackles, which does help inflate it a little bit more. But again, we're just touching back on coaches. Um, obviously. I'm never a big fan of owning anybody in the Raiders for Sticky. Um, again, he is pretty, he is pretty safe for 80 minutes. So, but again, like we mentioned, like 15 last week, 70, 27 the week before. Again, are we seeing enough to sort of jump the gun? Again, he's certainly on the radar, but I think you got to at least let it drop a bit more at 665. It's, there's a lot yeah. more distracting. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I'd like to see one or two more games um, of him doing something similar to this to level out the break even and just give me a little bit more confidence to go diving in. Um, sort of that, I mean, Smith Shields, he put up a 22. Again, like another mid to low 20 score from him. I mean, that's typical rookie center stuff. He, he really just needs a game where he gets a try. He hasn't scored one yet. Um, when he gets a try, he'll put up a 40, get his prize moving. So like, I, I think he's fine to just leave in your emergencies for now. Um Rob, any, any other fantasy talking points for the week that you think we've missed? Or I suppose Levi getting hurt means we're going to get Starling, but there's going to be there's probably going to be another hooker on the bench, right? Um, or it might yeah. be Starling and they might go Wolford or something. Um, but yeah, I think it's just kind of watching what injuries happened, um, and then we'll we'll see on Tuesday. I can't think of any immediately. I guess Matt Dory is one to look at. Dory is um, probably the big one. Yeah, Cardi <laughs> might get the right edge spot because Meadow's back as well, obviously. Um, so that's something to watch as well for the Eels. Keep the card party going, eh? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Don't turn the lights off yet. All night long. Yeah. Yeah. But seriously, if you, were, if, you were, if you were, again, Brad Arthur, who would you rather have on an edge? Would you rather Madori or Kyle Ryan, strictly from a game point of view? Do you reckon, what do you reckon Dory sort of provides? Oh. Dory's I mean, Dory's pretty good in defense. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sacrifice for um, tearing an ACL. He got a little try. Yeah. I mean, Dory's been pretty good at Yeah, I think I'd probably have Dory. I know, like, we have a fantasy lens often, but I don't think Cardi is as good as defending as Dory. But also, Dory doesn't offer anything either, really. But sometimes you want that if you've got someone like Lane who's going to offer a lot more in attack. Um, mm. kind of want a slow and steady kind of guy. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. So, yeah, yeah, that'll be one for the Tuesday pod. See where he lines up, how many minutes he's going to steal from Hopgood. Um, I, th- I think that about, that about does it. Uh, James, have you got any trades, early trade liens on, on the cards for this week? No. Like I said, I suppose it's just assess the injuries and wrap up the shields again, being a Trindle, Trindle runner. It's It's pray that Heinz gets told to sit out for another week, but one's there to dream. But no, look, at this, at this stage, it might be a week to try and conserve, but that's always a plan. And then game day is a whole new new decision. So, Yeah. But, well, Rob, what about you, mate? Anything on the cards? Yeah, I think Trindle to someone. Um, 
maybe like a croaker or something. Maybe we'll see what the knights do. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thinking at this stage, depending on where the Heinz comes back. Um, are you guys worried yeah. about Warbrick at all? I know Storm didn't play particularly well, but I feel like he's one that um, just needs a try, just needs a kind of big game to get his price going. Well, luckily he's playing the Tigers this week, so if there's one yeah, team exactly. that can play him into form. Um, but no, you're right. Like he, he's, just, he's a rookie winger, and similar to Smith Shields, he just needs a try to get his price moving. Like to, he put up a 29 and a 30 round one and two without – really any attacking stats, which is great for a winger. Like, mm. that's sort of what you want. Actually, one curious thing, I'm looking at Warbrick's scores. He's had uh, four turnover tackles in three weeks, which is quite mm. interesting for a winger. Have you seen him, have you seen him tackle? That's true. It's, he's a big boy. He's, 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 he spears people. Like, and that, that's that's why he's going to get those turnover tackles. Like, when he hits, again, it kind of reflects with his missed tackles as well. Like, he mm. either spears and he misses, or he spears and he hits. Um, so that's always a big risk. Um, it's It's... He's very similar to AKP from the Titans. Um, obviously, we just saw AKP get 38 with two, two tries. tries. Yeah. Um, and again, I think the impact of Munster um, not being out, you would have noticed the Storm had been playing playing a lot more through Harry Grant than probably even more usual. And Jerome Hughes is not necessarily known for passing the ball. Um, so I think with Munster coming back, it just provides them a bit more left and right. Combo and that hopefully that would see the ball sort of travel to the edges a bit more, mm. and um, especially with Olam also coming back. So I think there's a lot going on with the storm. Um, but no, I, I personally don't see Will Warbrick sort of being a an urgent trade. Um, like we said before with with um, Smith Shields, if you can avoid having him in your 17, then that's probably where he belongs. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'll want to be taking him out this week. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like if there's one week he's going to score a try, it could be against the Tigers, but we'll see. Um, mm. All right, all right, guys, I, th- I think that might do us. Um, thank James, thanks for joining us, mate, on debut. You've, you've done very well. Just like the uh, the Knights, we had a few hurt with uh, Belent and Mark hungover and uh, Osto, <laughs> up to Osto things. So you, you've come in well, you've joined the squad, got the call up, uh, done a good job. And Rob, mate, the you're becoming more and more regular joining the Sunday pod now. So it's it's been good to chat to you boys, Woody, on a Sunday. All right, guys, um, thanks for joining us. We'll see you on Tuesday. We'll uh, jump into all the TLT stuff, all your questions, and, of course, um, you know, hit us up in the DMs as you always do. Until then, love you guys.